0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The danger in radio, and there is real danger. Because the danger is certainly someone can get annoyed with what you do. Someone can get upset with what you could do, di- what you what you talk about. Someone may want to attack you for it. I don't know. You might get Will Smith. But the real danger is that you can lose your job. You can lose your job for anything and for any reason. I often discuss the fact. That In doing the shows that I do, remember, I do two shows a day, six hours a day. I also do the Eat, Drink, Smoke uh, radio show and podcast, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I I do a series of things. You guys know this. I'm not just one wrong subject away from being fired. I'm I'm one wrong word away from being fired. I am one wrong description away from being fired at every moment. And really and truly... I don't know if you can find many other jobs that have this, this kind of reality. That every day it hangs over you. Never mind cancel culture, which of course does exist. But rather, this if this is your livelihood, if this is how you feed your family, you won't be able to. You'd have no ability to. Because once that job is gone, you got to pretty much believe that job will always be gone. At least that's true, I think, in most cases. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833. Got Tony. That is the number. 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be a part of the program. This is the story of Amber Athe. Now, I don't know Amber personally. I think we're connected on, on, on Twitter. Uh... Amber was recently hired as a radio host on WMAL. And in order to do this story, I, I must give a little bit of a full disclosure. The, the morning host on WMAL is Larry O'Connor. I'm not speaking at a school. It is in the articles. The story has, has broken wide. It's, it's in the trades. I consider Larry O'Connor to be an absolute man of, of distinction. I consider Larry O'Connor to be a mensch. I consider him a friend And this conversation we are about to have is not about Larry O'Connor. The conversation we're about to have is about the ownership of the station, WMAL, Cumulus. Now, there is a rule about not talking smack about other radio hosts, not talking smack about other uh, uh, radio uh, stations, radio companies. You you don't do that. You know, there's an expression, you don't do a certain thing where you eat and you don't tear down the industry. I share with you this story, not in an attempt to tear down the industry, but to discuss absolutely my fear within the industry. And the fear that talk radio in my lifetime and in my career's lifetime will be gone. It will disappear, it will be over. The story goes as follows, but I wanna make sure I'm clear. Larry O'Connor, unbelievably good host, unbelievably a good host, and not the story of this conversation. The story of this conversation is the ownership at WMAL. Amber Athey was hired along with two other women, as part of a rotating crew to work with Larry. Larry was a long time morning host uh, paired with, with Brian Wilson as a team and then solo, and then went to uh, afternoons and built that up into being, uh, bringing back live and local uh, to, to the station and then back uh, to to mornings. And they kind of reconstructed, it seemed to me outsider looking in their morning show to bring in these women to bring in these other points of view and really kind of fill it out, I guess, in in, in their view. Kind of a bold move. Amber Athy uh, who was in, in her 20s, uh, was one of the people that was hired. And you can find this article over at spectatorworld.com. I was fired for a joke about Kamala Harris's outfit. And this is true. She had posted a tweet during the State of the Union address poking fun as she writes about it at Vice President Kamala Harris's outfit. Kamala Harris was wearing a brown pantsuit. I had forgotten that she was wearing such a thing. She was wearing a brown pantsuit and put out a tweet that had 989 likes as of right now. It said, Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. All right, I'll tell Amber a uh, point blank. Not my favorite tweet. I don't think, I just, I just, I, I, I thought it was the low-hanging fruit. Brown UPS. I I wonder if I went back. Go ahead, Producer Ari. Uh, search it up for me. Producer Ari, if you don't know him uh, there. Uh, search up for me. Uh, uh, Tony Katz UPS. Do it Under now. my name. Right? And, and see if I've ever said anything about UPS employee because I would also be low-hanging fruit. Like, shame on me. Shame on me. So that was the tweet. Now you're clean, bro. Ah, there it is. Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Question mark. Nothing good. Comma, apparently, period. Now, as she notes, there's nobody who had a problem with the tweet whatsoever. Nobody responded to her. Then issued the tweet. The tweet was there. It was done. A few days later she spoke critically a protest in favor of quote unquote trans kids meaning uh transgender uh at the university of north texas and as she puts it a group came after her and all of a sudden the kamala tweet was being reframed as racist and dozens of twitter accounts were bragging about contacting my employers about my bigotry this is amber Athey talking about the story now as somebody who has not experienced that part of it who's been on other parts of it i know what this is like um did they or did they not accuse me of mocking the stutter of president biden who it turns out doesn't stutter i mean he talked about stuttering as a kid he doesn't stutter as an adult what did i say on fox news i said that this was during the debate with with president trump right running for president and they were going to shut off the microphones And uh, how they were going to shut off uh, Trump's microphone so we wouldn't be able to hear Trump interrupting. But Biden could still hear Trump interrupting. And he's going to interrupt him and interrupt his train of thought. I said, is that what you want? A stuttering Joe Biden? Now, I have argued that I could have said it much cleaner. I'm a trained professional. You don't always have your best day. Making fun of his stutter was a radical, ridiculous thing for people to say. But that does not stop that does not stop at all people from wanting to attack and they did so here it is them accusing me of of making fun of of Joe Biden's stutter and i res- got back in kind about 20,000 tweets calling me fat and beaver-toothed yeah it was pretty rough it was me- dude it was messed up yeah i remember that day it was And now, by the way, that's it. That is the key, Ari. It lasted a full 24 hours, maybe 27. And then everything went away. Just went away. But I immediately contacted the station. I'm like, this has happened. This is where we're at. I'll I'll talk to any sponsor. I'll talk to anyone. Boom. Was I supposed to explain to these people that my younger brother, David, stuttered every day until he died? Was I supposed to go over with them at that level of my personal life? And the answer was no. Someone call me fat and beaver tooth. I don't give two dams about that guy. Screw him. It doesn't mean anything to me. Delete, delete, block, block. Didn't lose any sleep. Was just sorry that my, my station was in any way bothered. But Amber Athey, they decided to go after this 20-something young woman. WMAO brings her in after hosting the show, a week after the media meltdown. She does the show just like she's supposed to. But later that day, she gets a phone call from the vice president of Cumulus Washington, D.C. and the vice president of Human Resources, letting her know that the tweet she sent out about Kamala Harris was racist. Now, let me give you the tweet again. Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. You see, if you want it, if you're a hateful garbage person, you think that Brown refers to her skin color. But if you know what she's wearing in the brown pantsuit, and you already see her uh, Amber describing her as a UPS employee, you know that it's a takeoff on the UPS slogan. Again, I would tell Amber, I don't know her. I would tell Amber, eh, not funny. You could do better. But still, not racist. However, she gets fired. There was no opportunity, as she says, to defend herself. They did not speak to anyone at the program, according to Amber Athey, before handing down their decision. Now, I will, I will, I will leave the, the rest there, and you can find it at spectatorworld.com. This is exactly how close every radio host you know and you like, you love, you listen to, you quote, you share, you disagree with. This is how close they are to being fired at all times, myself included. Very possibly for engaging this conversation. Now, I I will tell you that I have nothing but outrageous, outrageous respect for my executive producer and for my program director. And and I work in in a place that I think would ask me questions about things more than wanting to fire me for saying things. Like, hey, explain what it is you're going for here. Right? Right. I could see that, and I will also tell you uh, that I have never, ever, ever, in all my time in Indianapolis, I have never received a note saying I can't say something. Twice, I have been uh, told stop. I'll give you the two times. The first, I was talking about a local deli in Indianapolis called Shapiro's. Brian Shapiro, great guy. Shapiro's lovely deli. They don't have whitefish salad. What kind of deli doesn't have whitefish salad? My gosh, we're just we're just giving up on Jews all over the place. We don't have whitefish salad. This is nuts. According to the owner of the company, Jeff Smollian, he sends me. He he he, he says, Tony, give me a call. Like, okay. You never can't told be- me this. Oh my god, I never told you the story. Ari? No. True story. I give him a call. I'm like, Jeff. What's going on, Jeff? I figure I'm looking for a new job. He goes, you gotta do me a favor. I said, what can I do for you? You gotta stop talking about Shapiro's deli. Why? Because Brian called me, nobody buys the whitefish salad. If they get it, it'll go bad. <laughs> Give him a break. Oh my God, is that seriously what happened? True story, so help me God. Wait, what's the second time? True story. Okay, the second time, if if David Wood is, is in the building, my program director, he, he will vouch for this story. I was, I, was, I was in the building. I was, I was doing the morning show, and my computer didn't work, and I was just infuriated about it, and I was complaining like hell that this computer wasn't working, oh, I and know. I That's- got a text. What, the only time I've ever gotten a text from David yeah, during I, the show- I know exactly what he said. Shut the F up. That's right. That I- is a true story, so help me God, and I was like, all right, I'll we- get into this with him later. And what he did is he explained to me, Tony, people are going to work. Their car broke down. Their kid's causing them a problem. Their boss is driving them crazy. Their computer at work doesn't work. They don't want to hear about your problems. They want you to help them with their problems. Stop. David Wood's a smart guy. He was right. Oh, he was totally right. A hundred percent. Those are the two times in my life I have ever had anybody say anything about what I say, except maybe for, hey, explain what was going on with this. And then nothing ever came from it, right? And that doesn't often uh, happen. But I am seconds away, seconds away from being fired. And every radio host is seconds away from being fired. And this story about Amber is the story of how perilous radio is, about how perilous this industry is, about the importance of stations standing up for their talent I won't argue that there are reasons to say goodbye to a host. I know hosts who lost their jobs for saying things on Twitter about, for example, David Hogg, when he was still a high school student, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. You know what? Some of the things said were absolutely awful. Some of them were violent. You're going to lose your job for that. That's not our argument. The argument is you could say to Amber, hey, don't say things like that on Twitter. You can make that argument as an employer. But to fire her for it because a group of radical people on social media are trying to destroy any conservative, including young women, that they could find, that's a dangerous moment. I think it's a real moment for the industry to look at itself and ask itself, what is it that it's doing? What is it that it's saying? The idea of a group of people sending out a lot of tweets is not the idea of an audience. And if the answer is just fire them, may I ask where you get a bench of people who become the future talk show hosts? Where are those people if you're just going to excommunicate them from the possibility of a future? How do you how do you have a future of talk radio? if you have talk radio engaging from a position of fear and reactionary moves as opposed to thoughtfulness, which could still sometimes lead to someone losing their job. We're not going to say no to that. The story is very, very concerning. The story might very well be what they, what they uh, refer to in the, in the business as a teachable moment for, for radio. This moment should cause program directors and, and owners to rethink what it is they're about and the need to protect hosts and recognize the serious from the unserious and how you engage and how you train and how you, how you work with people. And also accepting the fact that off, uh, an, an off-putting joke is not necessarily a bigoted joke. It's only the future of free speech that we're talking about. You know, nothing serious. If you head over to rumble.com, rumble.com slash Tony Katz, I will put uh, the link in the story for you so you can see it for yourself. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Dow futures down 26, NASDAQ is down 228. It's lost a percent and a half. All of this because of the fear that the Fed will get more aggressive to fight inflation. What? Of course they are. They've just started the interest rate hikes. We got to peg the 1.75% for this year. That's what we're going to see. You got a Federal Reserve governor, uh, is it Lael? Lael Brainard said the central bank may take a more aggressive approach to tighten policy to fight inflation. Inflation is much too high and is subject to upside risks. And the 10-year, 10-year treasury yield is at 2.56%. Okay. Just to give you an idea. So what is this? This is April of 2022. So, April of 2021, it was 1.71. And then, what? It, hold on. Yeah, then April of the year before, it was 0.61. So, it's got a full 2% in two years. Get ready for it. This is Tony Katz today. There's a woman opening a sports bar, which wouldn't be a story at all and in any way. Woman opens a bar in Portland, Oregon, uh, not usually the thing I report on. Jenny Nguyen is opening a sports bar called the Sports Bra, and they only show women sports. They're on a mission. To make great food and delicious drinks and provide a space that supports, empowers, and promotes girls and women in sports and in the community. I hope okay. They, I hope they have really good food. I, oh, my. See, see, you're the one going to get fired for that one. I feel good about that. I, I feel I, good I about just, that, I producer a, Ari. I was making a comment about the food. I don't know what you're talking about. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today. That's producer Ari. You can email him at producer Ari at I don't know his email.net. And, uh, and look, if this is what your business model, best of luck to you, knock it out of the park, go, go enjoy. I, I hope you make absolute billions. Uh, me, I would just show sports personally. I'd just be just showing, showing, uh, sports, um, and, 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 and that's it. Nothing else. But, you know, some people, they they like the woke-woke. And some people, they like uh, to to lie to you. This is like uh, Representative Hakeem Jeffries talking about the border. How concerned are you about the surge that's predicted to come and them using that in the midterm election to hurt Democrats? I think we have to continue to uh, govern responsibly. And again, we'll wait uh, for presidential action in this area. But we have a strong story to tell, and the Republicans have nothing but rhetoric. And often that rhetoric has no basis in reality. They have no governing agenda. Well, that's just silly. That's just a guy just talking as opposed to engaged in in, in something honest and, and, and factual. The border is a mess. We know that it's a mess. We know that Joe Biden is so much uh, of the responsibility of making it a mess. If you believe that the border is being governed responsibly, well, my gosh, you're willing to believe a whole bunch of things. You're willing to believe, as they say in the business, a plethora of things. But no, let's not allow ourselves to be, you know, dragged into the crazy. Here, here here's a story that is not crazy. Um, Wait, where, where, it just lost for a second. There we go. There it is. Uh, Oreo cookie now pushing the woke LGBT agenda with a new coming out film. Oh, God. These are cookies. And from a tweet from Oreo cookie at Oreo... Coming out doesn't happen just once. It's a journey that needs love and courage every step of the way. Share our new film and let someone know you're there. Hashtag lifelong ally. <laughs> um, uh, look, I just want to eat the damn cookies. I don't want my cookie with anything other than cookie or or milk. I don't want anything else. I don't. Now, look, it's it's Oreos. Oreos are delicious. You know how long I can eat Oreos? I can do this all day. All day, son. I can eat Oreos all day. Don't. Don't do it. Every time I was eating an Oreo before, I was always thinking, what do they think about the woke agenda? And now I don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. You're, you, you all got it. By the way, over there at Walmart, they, they sell Twist and Shouts from great value. Their chocolate sandwich cookie. Stop it. Stop proving to us how good and decent you are. We just want a freaking cookie. Stop worrying about the gay agenda when you're making everybody fat. Maybe Oreo should start worrying about the diabetes agenda and we'd all be better off. It's just too much nonsense on nonsense on nonsense. But it's not all completely crazy. Bill Hader is a comic and an actor uh, from Saturday Night Live is where you know him. Uh, the car- First of all, he does a very good Al Pacino uh, impression. Uh, he's done some good parts. But uh, Bill Hader as Stefan... Uh, is is probably my maybe in my top five. I would say it's in my top five favorite bits. That's fair. He's a it's, it's elite. It's Saturday Night Live. It's great. It's just it, it, I should say from the, from the weekend update desk. It's spectacular. It's too funny. It's out loud funny. It is cry funny. At least it is for me and my wife. And that's enough for me. Bill Hader is in a relationship with Anna Kendrick. Now I, I I admittedly don't pay that much attention to celebrities and who they are uh, who they are in cahoots with uh, but I, I like Anna Kendrick she seems normal she seems like you could have a beer with her she was in Pitch Perfect she has the thing with the cups it's Anna Kendrick but it turns out they had been dating for over a year they kept things private because of the pandemic he was married to Maggie Carey. I had never heard of Maggie Carey. She's a writer and a a director. They divorced in 2018. They share three daughters, 12, 10, and 7. And as he had described it to the Hollywood Reporter, his daughters wanted to hang out with him. His daughters wanted to be around him. And he and his ex-wife said, we've we've got these kids we got to do for our kids so he i i think he turns down some parts or he doesn't do everything he doesn't go about talking about his his love life with other people to make it because it might make it hard on his kids he just wants to raise his kids that's a man rick moranis was maybe the most unlikely movie star in america if you remember him from from SCTV and and Strange Brew, uh, you remember him from 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 Ghostbusters, uh, and, and uh, you know uh, he was the Keymaster, and uh, then uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. That's what I know him from. Rick Moranis started in comedy. He was with John Car- uh, John Candy with Eugene Levy, uh, doing unbelievably funny stuff, unbelievably funny stuff. And became, I mean, he's not leading man material, but there he was. A remarkably funny guy. And as I know the story, and I could have a little bit of it off, right? I believe his wife passed away. And he just stopped. And he stopped doing movies to raise his kids. Now, you could argue that he had the money to stop doing the movies to raise his kids. He could afford to do the thing. I think the larger story is: is he said to himself, "What is more important to me? My, what's important to me is these children, and what's important to me is is raising them and 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 taking care of them." Man, I, when I, the minute I read that about Bill Hader, I was like, "That's exactly, exactly what I, what I, what I thought about." One hundred and fifty percent. Because there's not enough of that. What there is too much of. Is ridiculous food companies trying to let you know how great they are, like woke Oreos? Like anybody gives a damn about woke Oreos? You shouldn't. You you eat them and that's it. There must be an audience that they feel that they get. There must be something that they that they that, that builds in them that they that oh my gosh this is so great and look at how it helps our bottom line. Because if they had said nothing, you could argue that it might hurt them. But who is expecting Oreo to speak out about anything having to do with being gay? Who cares? I have people coming out as gay on national television. Ellen DeGeneres did it. Jared Carmichael just did it on HBO special. The point I make to you is maybe that's not the thing that people are focused on anymore. Uh. Maybe that's a, that's a weird thing to highlight in this, in this conversation. Maybe it's weird that you thought you had to take any level of social activism. Never mind just this, whatever, you, whatever it was you were going to talk about. I'd rather talk about people who have said, you know what? I have to do better by my kids. I have to do better by them. I have to take better care of them. This is what's important. And yes, the other thing I could leverage and get more money from and get more fame from, but some things are more important. Some things are more important. And people are taking note of this. We have um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, representative, former representative from Hawaii, Democratic presidential candidate coming out in favor of parents when it comes to parental rights. More and more people recognizing that parental rights is important in a world that wants to take your kids from you and thinks that your kids should be treated as an adult. That brings us to a thread on Twitter that I'm telling you is fantastic. I have to share it with you. Conversations we have said even better than we discussed them. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. said you shouldn't have to wear a mask for eight hours a day like they make you in New York City if you're three years old they make the toddlers wear masks you know they're talking about you now trying to do billboards saying people come to Florida you know you can you can say no they will they will muzzle you through force of government that's Ron DeSantis talking about how New York is trying to attract Floridians to come back to New York because you could say gay in New York or some other kind of kind of ridiculousness. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Of course, the story that Black Lives Matter, the organization, used donations to buy a $6 million Southern California home. Patrice Cullors and the rest of them, grifters. If you gave to Black Lives Matter, you gave to a grift. They stole the money. Nobody's life was better. And you, corporate leaders, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I got a little, little choked up right there. You wrote them checks because you were trying to buy your freedom. Oh, we won't call you racist if the donation is big enough. They stole your money and they bought homes with them. Multiple homes with them. They hit it. They didn't do a single bit of good. So to every uh, pro athlete, to every celebrity, to every influencer, stop supporting Black Lives Matter, the organization. They're frauds, they're grifters, and you are supporting bad people. So just stop, if you would. That'd be, that'd be great and terrific, and we'd all greatly appreciate it. Uh, there was a story over there at the Free Beacon about how the White House is pushing puberty blockers for trans kids, but it's relying on a problematic study from chuck ross it's an interesting read and i will get to that into the days ahead but certainly the white house has decided that we're going to support kids who say that they are a different gender which i of course call child abuse because it is children can't make this decision and adults who want to make this decision for them are doing a massive disservice for children it's very ugly and then i came across a thread a twitter thread from a laura wiley haynes i don't know her She refers to herself as a CASA, a lefty, a Democrat, an atheist. I don't know what a CASA is. I never heard this before. She writes that it's important to know that as recently as 15 years ago, all kids claiming to be in the wrong body were given therapeutic support and time to address the more likely issues that often underlie a child feeling miserable and out of place in their body. And that 90% of kids given this approach outgrew their gender dysphoria with no meds, and two-thirds of them were gay in adulthood. Okay. Rapid affirmation tells youth they need hormones and surgery because they are trans. Given the above, affirming is basically gay conversion therapy. And I said, oh, my. Court-appointed special advocate, is that what it means? Yeah. Ari Casa means court-appointed special advocate. So this woman has some experience. But what a statement. Affirming is basically gay conversion therapy. 80% of trans ID'd also have two or more mental health disorders on top of gender dysphoria. And depression, anxiety, and these conditions precede the idea of being trans. Kids who have these disorders are very unhappy, impulsive, and seeking relief. Some are abused and abandoned. So we should not uh, rely uh, the presenting gender problem, or reify, she says, but look at the whole child and their mental health needs prior to labeling them or giving them any kind of medical this, that, or whatever. An affirmation supposes that kids are never wrong about their gender identity. And that's the opposite of reality as kids make mistakes. And there are stories of people who transition and then transition back because they made a mistake which is exactly why you cannot let children do this. You can't give children drugs or puberty blockers or hormones. You are absolutely positively mutilating children's bodies by giving them agency and saying, well, you can decide this for yourself. And there are adults who are happy to do it. So when I say they're child abusers, I mean it. I'll never apologize for it. The data is on our side. It's not necessarily even our side. It's the rational side. It's the side of protecting kids. A society that doesn't is not a society worth having. It's an unbelievably good thread Because it is not discussing the idea that you should be mad at these children, mock these children, shame these children, abuse these children. No. It is about respecting and loving these kids. But respect them and love them enough to not let them mutilate their bodies for something they may be feeling at the moment. And then so much pressure gets put on them that even if they felt differently, they're stuck. That's the abusive part. Never mind allowing a child to mutilate their body. You don't give them a way out. Oh, no, this is the way you feel. Oh, no, this is who you are. This is who you really are. Well, I'm not so. This is who you are. Isn't it? Isn't it? We've put a lot into this. Are you you calling me a liar? Can you imagine how this plays? It's a pleasure to see people be so honest and so clear about what it is that's going on. And their opposition to it. And I know it's difficult, but it is important to fight in schools. It's important to fight in social media. It's important to fight on the streets these people who want to do harm to children. Because they need to be fought. Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. TonyKatz.Locals.com cool things going on over there. Check it out for yourself. This is Tony Katz today.